A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello there, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. This week, it's getting madder and madder that we don't reference the curse at the beginning, isn't it? But we'll plough on. This week, we'll be catching up with Ivor Graham to see how his team performed last week. And we'll be joined by comedian, Love Island presenter and Mo Mane, Mo Problems manager, Ian Sterling, not only to discuss his FPL team, but also what's been happening in the world of football this week. And as I take a 7-0 lead, spoiler alert, we'll all also be talking to England legend and owner of Matt Ford's heart, Stuart Pearce will be on the show to see if the current West Ham first team coach can help dig Matt out of his FPL hole. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that because he's one of my one of the biggest idols in my life. As you say, it's bizarre that we're not mentioning the curse. I thought by now, seven weeks into Fantasy Premier League, that I would have won at least one of them. Yes, I did. Particularly now that I've got Ronaldo and that Kane had scored in Europa Conference. <laughs> They've got to come week. good. They've got to come good. Get it out early. I'm thinking of selling Kane, but then I'm like, who do I replace him with? And the problem As is... As we said man... last week, anyone. Uh, when he got a hat-trick in the week in the Conference League, I just thought, this is it now. Um, but it wasn't. It really wasn't. So let's try and be positive. I'm trying to be carrot man, not stick man. Stick man or stick man. It was our closest week. It went down to the final game of the game weekend. We we both had a number of members of our team playing in the Liverpool-Manchester City game. And at that point, it could have gone either way, sort of. It didn't. So the positives. Yes. The average score in game week seven was 38. I scored 39. Suck on that, averages. The league. What I don't understand is... I got more points than Beckett again. Somehow he's managed to wriggle above me. I thought I'd gone up a place in the league. I've just checked and I haven't. <laughs> I think maybe your transfers have come off. You know what? I'm just going to lean into it now. There's no point despairing about it. I, saw, I mean, this was the thing. When the, when the teams were announced, certainly when it was announced that Ronaldo was starting on the bench for Manchester let's United. Let's go back there. Let's Let's enjoy that moment. Because once again, the teams announced and the overwhelming majority on Twitter said, this is it. This is Matt Ford's week. And then it was announced, the hashtag, the curse of Matt Ford. (laughs) Nick French, Nick French said, it has to turn, yeah, for the f***ing worse. (laughs) Billy Husky said, what have you done, dark wizard? (laughs) That moment when... Ronaldo was announced on the bench was uh, it was certainly the highlight of my week um FPL Reaper Cristiano Ronaldo's lawyers will be issuing Matt Ford a cease and desist notice on Monday Benetron nice one Fordy Ronaldo benched hashtag curse of Fordy cheers Fordy James hashtag curse of Matt Ford (laughs) Matt Ford captaining Ronaldo on the bench is a bit on the nose. It's inevitable now Ronaldo comes on in the 90th minute to no effect and scores the minimum possible points. And it's pretty much what happened. Only his second blank of the season. You captained him. How are you feeling? Well, that was the most incredible thing because you think started badly. Kane obviously has been a millstone around everyone's neck who's got him. But obviously, yeah, you and the three other people, Mr. and Mrs. Kane, who've stuck with him. Very easy. In FPL, to get blinded by FPL and forget the rules of the universe. One of the rules of the universe is Harry Kane is an exceptional striker. Right, got Brian Cox. Record. In the universe, as much as it's expanding, Harry Kane is a good striker. Well, just sod up. You know, this was the thing. So that was like, oh, my God. Then I, then I take the hit on the transfers to bring in Ronaldo, where I'm like, right, you know, I take the hit in week one. 
but that is an asset that pays dividends. I still believe it is. But one thing I think I've learned from doing it this way is just relying on big names, actually. is I really think back to Joe Wilkinson and and the stuff he said. And I know he's since brought in Ronaldo. But yeah. I think just I got really dazzled. I got so kind of turned when we were first playing this by your Robertsons, your Canes, your Salas. And for that me, game week one was fascinating because it was all about Salah and Fernandez. And I remember we had Richard Osman on the podcast with all these, you know, veterans of FPL saying, You are a fool if you do not. And I remember Richard Osman saying, The best players from last season will be the best players from this season. And in terms of Mohamed Salah, and I think, let's be honest, a bad week in FPL for everyone. As the fantasy email came through, it said four of the 30 most owned players produce five points or more. So 26 out of 30 of the most popular players on FPL scored fewer than five points. Of those, only Mohamed Salah achieved double figures. So Mo Salah is literally the difference. And it is the difference at the top of the league. Had I captain Salah and Emily Dean had captained Ronaldo, we'd be joint top of the league now. She made the decision, which it has to be said, very few in our league did, to have faith in Mohamed Salah in a difficult game and to not go with Cristiano Ronaldo in a game where it was expected he would score. And she deserves to be top of the league. She is top of the league now by some distance, ahead of Ian Sterling, who joins us shortly. So a bad week in general in FPL. The Kane thing is something different. Let's get to the curse. Let's talk about Antonio. Bad again. Yeah. What's fascinating is this was my first brush with the curse this week. Because unbeknownst to listeners of this show, you texted me on Monday or Tuesday to say, that's it, Kane's gone, I'm bringing in Lukaku. I said, don't do that, I've got Lukaku. What happened? He had in midweek a dismal game in Europe for Chelsea, no shots on target, no goals. I captained him, as did almost everyone in our league, and scored four points because he had another bad game at the weekend. So even by threatening to bring him into your team, you have now affected my team. Well, that's and it good feels bad. Least, well, at least the curse is working for me in that regard, instead of against me, which seems to be in every other regard. We had Ivo Graham on the show last week, and he sent us this message about how he got on. My game week was, alas, another disaster. Bewitched and enticed by Chelsea's good run of fixtures, I signed up not just Romelu Lukaku, but two defenders, Mendy and Alonso, uh, who, to be fair, has done well for me so far this season. As such, I rewarded him with the captaincy. He did not play. Meanwhile, Mendy conceded a goal. Lukaku did nothing. The captaincy transferred to Ronaldo, who also did nothing. I now have Salah in the team, but I'm still not giving him the armband, and I will not be winning a Dire Straits album, which, to be fair, is fine, because my dad's got more already. (laughs) The curse. He sounded really annoyed. You are cursed. Such a friendly, um, sweet man, Ivo. In the world of Ivo Graham, that is him spitting pure poison. That's as angry as (laughs) Ivo gets. But... If you feel that um, you've been a victim of the curse this week, get in touch. Hello at cbfpl.com. Tweet us at ComediansFPL. And it might just be, I mean, this is part of the problem is people think maybe listening to this podcast. Well, I was going to say, don't, if you've been cursed, don't email us. Send it to a mate. Get them to send it on. Say you're having problems with your email. Send it to whoever's top of your FPL league and just say, oh, could you send this to this email address? I'm having a bit of... I mean, the curse affected... I don't know if you saw this, Matt. Your curse affected FPL this week. A lot of people had their teams, including my friend Matt, had their teams completely reset this week and replaced with a sort of random selection. So you you have now cursed the actual league itself. So, you know, if you do want to get in touch, use a third party, you know, get, get on your Nan's email address. Don't put your team at risk. Enough people have already suffered. But if you think the curse, I guess, and I realise I'm opening myself up to stuff here, as goes beyond just the game. If you feel that maybe listening to this, if, if some ill fate has befallen you listening mm. to this show, then let us know. Because in a way, if I am cursed, I want to know the full extent of it. Hello at cpfpl.com, at Comedians FPL. Um, I've got a good forfeit for you at the end of the season. Okay, what's that? I think you should have to change your name to the Black Pearl. Um, oh, like the old shit. As in the Curse of the Black Pearl. The oh, it's from Pirates of the Pirates Caribbean. The Caribbean. I thought I was remembering old history there. <laughs> uh, you know what I got it mixed up with? The Marie Celeste. 
I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, yes, the Black Pearl. I heard tell of it at the Mayflower. And no, it's just from a theme park ride. I am dense sometimes. Too dense for me. I'm good. In fact, I'm so thick, I can't be thick, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no. Because you can only be that thick if you either. actually know stuff. Because otherwise, I just wouldn't have known it. <laughs> <laughs> now, we need to, sadly, deal with this forfeit from the other week. Yes, please. So, I'm going to film this again. It was to have a... T- oh, that was it. We talked about tofu giving you tits. <laughs> you know that conversation the whole country's having. Yeah. And I think you came up with the idea of some sort of tofu smoothie. A tofu-based smoothie, yeah, but tofu too bland. So, we, we asked for listener suggestions on yeah. what could be added to the mix. So, what what are you looking at? So I've got a variety of things. Um, I try to make this as gout-friendly as possible. For those of you that don't know, um, I have gout, so I don't want my foot to explode. That would seem a very uh, extreme forfeit. I'm not sure it's one even you would want to visit. So I'm going to put in the um, the base juice first. Everyone knows that cocktail starts with the base juice. This is tomato <laughs> juice. That's a scary juice, isn't it? You, you don't go, oh, that might improve the flavour. Yeah, That's there is literally... Thin. No point to tomato juice outside of a Bloody Mary. Anyone who buys it as a drink is insane. Sometimes I see people having it on a plane. I say, what are you doing? It's rank. You might as well just water down tomato ketchup. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, That said, I'm about to consume about a litre of the stuff. So, it's just such holidays. So is this video going to be on, on our Twitter feed? This will be on our socials, yeah. So talk us through what's going in. I'll, I will leave you to it. You you go okay. you go full Nigella or whoever your celebrity chef is. Well, I will do it if I keep eating tofu. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so base juice. Here we go. In goes the tomato juice. God, it's thick, actually. Oh, I haven't pressed record on the video yet. Okay, so here we go. So that's the Come tomato on, juice in. That is the tomato juice in. Grandad? Yeah, well, I pressed record on it. I've turned it, I've turned it round, but it's still... Hang on, that's facing at you, Stephanie. How come I'm taking a picture of you? The next element, of course, is the tofu. Chopping open the tofu. Oh, that's all the water's going to come out. Of yeah, have the juice. Have the juice. Really? Yeah, why not? It'll lubricate the smoothie up, won't it? You don't want it too thick. The tofu juice. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like what's going to happen in your bathroom tomorrow. You know what? This sounds mad. I actually didn't get anything for dinner tonight because I thought, well, I'll be having that smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> How sad is that? Oh, How sad dear. Is that? It's like, well, I don't want to eat after that. Right. Oh, okay, you that's will. That's now sitting in there. It actually looks okay. Obviously, what the perverse thing about these things is it takes things you like, makes them disgusting. The next thing is salad cream. Oh, <laughs> Mo salad cream after his. Ah, yes, that was uh, the Top point score this week. So the next thing was meant to be wasabi. The only thing I could find was sriracha wasabi sauce, which I think is kind of like twice as bad. Yeah, lovely. We had a lot of people suggest wasabi. Yep. So, crikey, again. Sounding bad. Next up, Marmite. Oh, lovely. So these are all listener suggestions. Somebody has suggested uh, Liam Turvey, it was, who suggested wasabi and jerk scene. Sean Starbuck, tomato juice, cane pepper, marmite, coriander and jelly babies. So you've taken... Sam Greenwood suggested... (laughs) I've gone too far there, but I wanted to get my money's worth. Sam Greenwood suggested your own tears. Is there any chance you could cry into the mix? I think that might come later. I couldn't get a boost at the shop. Which broke my little heart. So instead, I got some. The curse continues. Curse continues. A couple of blocks. I mean, how many squares of dark chocolate do you think I should put in? I've got. Six. Oh, dark chocolate's nice. Just one. I love the other one as a treat. No, right, dark so. chocolate was a uh, savoury ingredient before it was a sweet. Well, yes, it must have been coming from the old friend, your friend of mine, the cocoa bean. I might have to <laughs> add in some water because this is thick, John. Cry. Right here we go. Oh, God, John, it looks disgusting. It looks like puke. It looks like puke. Oh, that. Oh. I'm already feeling... Par- oh, right. oh, my God, John, right, okay. So what we're looking at, a pint? Um, 
Okay, I'll pour a full pint. I mean, I'm sure you can't drink the full pint. Or do I need to just drink well, You can pint? just sip it <gasps> gently. <laughs> you can sip it gently while we interview your idol. That's just off the smell. That's just off the smell. So for listeners, I want you to know, while Matt Ford is interviewing a man that you literally as a child would wait outside the forest training ground to catch a glimpse of him, right? I once made, I think I've got his autograph over it. A hundred times easy. I once made like a little icing cake for him and gave it to him at a signing. So here we go. This looks like John. When I send you a picture of this, it looks like puke. Good. Okay. The tofu is raw. Is that a health and safety issue? No, you're all right. Okay. Right. Here we go. I'm just Google that. Well, I'm going to have to just drink it now anyway. I'll, I'll put it to me. Raw tofu. Yeah, get it down, you, and I'll, I'll yeah. tell you. It's well, probably all right. Me... Okay. Right. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Oh my god! That's actually quite is it nice? nice? Is it? Oh my god! God, that tastes lovely. What tastes like bread <laughs> in a kind of cold bean juice? Gigaspacho. Let me just take another bit. Oh well, that's that's, that's disappointing. The good news is I've googled can you eat raw tofu, and it says yes, you can, but you will have diarrhoea in seven minutes. Are you being serious? Well, we'll find out in seven minutes, won't we, while we're talking to Stuart Pearce. What's that noise? No, it, it, it's the consistency of puke, actually. Is it thick? Yeah. Thick How much puke. have you had of it? Oh, God, three little sips. Okay, so you've still got a good pint to go. Do you think I should gulp it? Is this not sort of sufficiently a punishment? So long as you finish it by the end, because the taste isn't I'm not abhorrent, drinking a full pint it's... of it. You've got to, otherwise you won't. You wouldn't get your star and you cannot go back to your girlfriend and give her the ostrich's toenails. You've got to finish the whole mug, mate. John, actually, you know otherwise what? you I, don't get any stars I, for camp. I think the... F*** the camp! <laughs> I don't think... Um, I actually can't stomach any more of that. Uh, it, you know what? I was expecting it to be really repulsive in flavour. The flavour's mm. not too bad. The texture is appalling. Please don't make me drink any more. Actually, the, the more... Oh, God, it's making me feel odd. All right, well, you can have a little bit more later. One thing I do want to get on to, and, and, and having lost this week, you'll forfeit um, for next week's show. Uh, no games next week, but we will be back with a stellar lineup and a message from Graham Torrington. Yes, yes. Every week, uh, you get an email from the people at FPL. I'm just going to have a bit of this chocolate as a palate cleanser. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. And I always wonder when mine comes in, what does Matt <laughs> for... <laughs> oh, there was the f***ing juice on the end of it. <laughs> 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 oh, where's the justice in this world? Oh, I've been sat in a f***ing... <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, how did that happen? It's now a good time to ask you whether you might transfer out Harry Kane. <coughs> He's done this to you. Harry it's... Kane has done this to you. I used a little plate to chop all the stuff up and put it in. And then the chocolate. You know when I said, oh, how many cubes should I put in? And you said just one. And I put one aside. So I'll have that as a treat. <coughs> <coughs> ah. Oh, just give me a second. I, I, like I, I am literally. I, I'm. I'm so close to genuinely vomiting. I just need to breathe because then I'll be fine. Listen, a good friend <coughs> would give you that moment. I am a. So let's get Stuart Pierce on while you're at your most physically uncomfortable. I think now is a great time to get the advice that you need to stop this happening again. We will ask Stuart to tell us this story, but suffice to say, we know he's a fan of FPL. We know you are a fan of him, so surely those two things can come together. So while you're trying not to chunder, yeah. let's see if we can get your idol. Is he there? It's Mr. Stuart Pierce. Delighted to welcome to the show, star of the Stranglers, this song video of the Dark Matters album is up-and-coming punk star Stuart Pierce. Stuart, welcome to Comedians Playing FPL. Listen, it was a, a labour of love, let's say. Myself and the Stranglers are, are as one as they, you know, so it was just fantastic to get asked. I, I tried to play it nice and cool when they asked the question, but I was so excited. It was frightening, you know, and uh, yeah, it's brilliant to help them, to be honest with you, and the song itself 
absolutely fantastic, you know. One other thing I noticed in it, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you look slimmer now than when you played. Oof. It's worry working at West Ham. <laughs> <That's not nice. laughs> so, Stuart, do you still play fantasy Premier League? I have not. In fact, I think I played it many years ago when it first came out and it was quite popular, which I really liked. And then I I got involved with my son probably about, well, it must have been 10 years ago when he was, he must have been eight or nine, somewhere around then. And uh, he was doing one at school. Everyone at school was doing one. So he asked me to help him. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it, well, I sort of picked the team at the start of the season. I was the England under-21 manager at time so i picked the team at the start of the season then i took very little interest in in uh in the affairs of the team so if there was any injuries at all i mean the key the key to it is trading in and trading out as soon as you know um whether players are injured or whatever so i took no notice at it and he dropped and he sunk like a lead balloon to the bottom of the table um bear in mind it was Teachers were involved, the headmaster at the school, the pupils, and he was dropping down the table. His dad don't know a great deal. I'm sure he's helped out a little bit. And my wife went and said, "Is there any chance of UFN helping your interest in December to second place with the last game of the season looming?" And it was the it was the season where Man City won the title. United were playing at Sunderland that that season. Yes, the Aguero uh, game basically. It was City against mm. QPR. That that's the one. And the trophy so, was waiting. <laughs> so we were second in the league, and we were, uh, I think, a point behind the headmaster, who was sat at top of the table by this stage, and. I got a little bit competitive. I've got to say, as we were creeping up the table, I got a little bit competitive, it's fair to say. And uh, that week leading into the last game, uh, I I happened to ring Alex just to find out whether, in the guise of uh, watching either Smalling or Jones, you know, for under-21 recruitment purposes, <laughs> I rang Alex Ferguson and said, uh, just out of interest, Alex, I might be coming up to the game. Which one of... Uh, of Smalling and, and, and Jones will you be playing? And he told me which one. So I traded said player, one in, one out. The one he told me was playing went into the team. I think they kept a clean sheet, got three points and we topped the table and won the trophy. Oh my God. Well, I'm hoping, that's amazing. I'm hoping you can help me a little bit with mine. So, well, if to... I can't, Alex Ferguson will help you. Just give him a <laughs> ring, he helped me. Well, interestingly, Alex Ferguson, I think, has gone on record this week as saying you have to pick your best players. That's the way to win the league. You talked earlier about the importance of FPL being transferring in and out. If you had an FPL team this season, and I know you're busy, would you be sticking with Harry Kane now at, at, at 12 million or would you take the choice to put someone else in like an Antonio? Uh, I, I would always, I think, go with the tried and trusted depending on finance, obviously. You know, if he's going to uh, compromise the rest of your team at that valuation, then maybe shy away from it. But, you know, the stats don't lie. You know, continually every year he scores goals. I would stick with him. Yes, yes I yes, really yes. would. Wow. So, I'm so glad you said that because my front three, and I'm struggling here, my front three are Harry Kane, Mikel Antonio and Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, that's a right. good front three, isn't it? Well, it's almost world-class, to be honest with you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's fair to say you're on the right lines, you know. Um, some would point out, actually, you know, even an idiot can pick a front line like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no offence. But... It's the nicest maybe, thing anyone said to me all week, to be honest. Exactly. Well, maybe what you need to do then is dip into the bargain basement, you know what I mean, where you're not putting mm. as much pressure on yourself because you're winding yourself up here over <laughs> Harry Kane and all the all the superstars, you know. Maybe and you're you in wanna... that way, getting yeah. your clothes. 
have a look for the value from exactly dresses that way. So have a look. <laughs> I, I certainly do. I don't like to spend a lot of money on haircuts, clothes. You know that. So if I was you, I'd probably dip into the bargain basement and it takes a little bit of pressure off you and your team. Yeah, that's really good advice. I mean, the problem is a narrative has evolved here where I've lost to John seven weeks out of seven. I signed Ronaldo a couple of weeks ago. I announced I was captaining him and then and then he was bent. There's a narrative has come across that I'm cursed. I mean, do you believe in superstition in football? Might I be a bad luck charm? Well, there's two answers there, really. No, I don't believe in superstition. And yes, I believe you're jinxed. <laughs> it makes me wonder going back to you've obviously i don't know how many of the meetings you remember Stuart, but you've met matt ford in his younger guys many times waiting for you outside training was there a link now between him waiting for you outside the training ground and you getting injured the week after quite often that is the case i remember reversing out and running over him a few times you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that probably did happen actually. But yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple of I've got a couple of West Ham players in there. Michael Antonio we discussed. Who you signed for Forest? Uh, you know, I remember him playing yes. for Forest. It was amazing. Him and Asom Belonga who you brought in. Um, and I've got Ben Rama as well in midfield. I mean, I guess it's a loaded question to ask the assistant manager of West Ham. But I, I should stick with Ben Rama and Antonio, shouldn't I? Yes, I think so. I, I don't see any reason why not. Mick's got off to a great season. He's got five. I think he's. He's in the top echelons of the uh, of the goal scoring charts at this moment in time. Um, yeah, I would stick with both of them to be quite honest with you. Um, what What would you say if you found out that, say, some of those players were playing FPL and spending a lot of time on it? Is that something you'd encourage, or would you say it's bound to frustrate a player putting themselves into their own FPL team? It's going to get in their head. Um, I'm not sure whether you should put yourself in the team if you back it. I mean, the one thing I should say for Matt as well is um, if Ben Rama and Antonio fail miserably for his team, chances are I'll be sacked as well. So look on the bright <laughs> side. <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> you got that be a nightmare for, for me? I can't cost Stuart Pierce's job. That would be... That no, would be you've got to take him out. See what's... See what's happening here. You're putting more and more pressure. First of all, he started with Harry Kane and, and the, the wonderful front line you've got. That puts pressure on you. Now, all of a sudden, you're worried about my uh, job opportunities. You know, <laughs> you've got to stop doing this to yourself. Okay. I mean, you felt pressure as a player. Obviously, you know, you think of taking that penalty in, in Euro 96. How did you deal with that pressure? Is Are there any sort of exercises you can teach me from actual football that I can apply to fantasy football? I, I think you've always got to say to yourself that you are mentally stronger than, than other individuals. So yeah. um, if you think you're having a bad day at the fantasy office, there's always other people that are having a worse day than you. you know? I mean, literally, Stuart, l looking at the numbers, very few. I mean, if 7 million people play in FPL, there's, there may be 10 or 20 who aren't doing better than Matt Ford at the moment. There you go. 10 or 20 is a vast number. Not it is actually. Yeah. You know, it's all about propaganda, this game of fantasy football. <laughs> it really is. It's pure propaganda and spin. I mean, yeah. you know politics. So, yeah. you yes. Know. That appeals to me, actually. That sort of logic, actually. I, I've got to stop. What I've got to do then, if we're taking it down a political route, I've got to kind of rebut this thing. I've got to, I've got to say that I'm not. I, I, I need to stop repeating the charge that I'm a jinx. I need to not buy into the whole thing it, you you need some self-teaching you really do you know <laughs> for want of a better word you need to take yourself in hand young man and, and really... <laughs> <laughs> but that's another I mean, story altogether about your part yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's 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 what happened when he stopped hanging around at the training ground so that's what he was exactly. doing instead I'm glad he got a decent profession. I knew he would. <laughs> I actually did. My mum got me a pair of pants once. I don't know if you remember these in the club shop, Stuart. But on the front of them, I mean, I was like a kid. It had the forest crest. And then around the forest crest, it said, on the front of a pair of boys' pants, I hang around the city ground. I have never <laughs> seen those pants. And, and I always felt as though I knew most of the... Uh, 
the inventory that went into that club. Are you sure it was the forest shop, and not that special <laughs> shop just round the corner? <laughs> That's my mum's. So it could have been the special shop. <laughs> off the market, surely off the market. Off Santa Market, yeah, probably. <laughs> Part of the problem I've got is I signed Antonio after he scored sort of three or four goals and then I signed Ronaldo after he scored a couple so I'm always slightly behind the curve I'm always buying people once they're hot and then I buy them and they go cold so I've kind of just got I think I've got to hold my nerve now and stick with Kane, Antonio and Ronaldo and just hope that over the course of the season those three are going to score a fair amount of goals Yeah I think over the course of the season they might well do but that emphasises my point a little bit you're, you're chasing knowledge knowledge is already there for everybody and then you, you have a look and then you dip in and think, oh, I'll have some of that, you know what I mean, and get excited by it. You, yeah. you can't do that. You've got to get ahead of the curve somehow by looking at the, the trends of the team. You know, yeah. if I'm looking at Chelsea, and I don't think Chelsea will concede many this year, Aspila Kuwaita is a good shout. He plays regularly in their team, you know. He's one of these players, whether he plays at the heart of the back line or wing back, you know. You're looking for the players that play regularly, which are, which are the point scorers. Can I just say what a, what a brave move it is, Stuart? You you are talking to a man who literally has not moved on from 1996 politically. I mean, he's he's sat in his room now. I can see in the background a picture of Gaza at Wembley against Scotland. Politically, in terms of fashion, in terms of his music, he still lives in 19. So perhaps Carol Poborski might be a good signing or someone like that. Well, the mullet will come back eventually. That is, that is without doubt. You know what I mean? To be fair, in my room at home, if you look behind me, it's just 1976, you know, with Johnny Lydon there. So we're, we're all stuck somewhere or other. Oh, that's such a lovely philosophical point to end on. I just wanted to run my team name past you, Stuart. Um, I live in London now, so I've called my team Notting Hill Forest. Oh, that, I like that. That's not too oh, that's bad. that's good. So I've got do, something right. Well, you've got to get the team name right. That is for a start. And I, I tell you what, I would have permitted you to utilise my old Sunday league club that I used to play in. When when I left school and played uh, non-league football, I played for Dynamo Kingsbury Kiev. I would have uh, happily <laughs> passed that name over to you. You know, I was the Russian goalkeeper, Yak Jensen, in goal. So I had to play under an assumed name. So you could have borrowed that, but I do like the name. I do like your name. Oh, thank you. At least I've got some... I mean, that, I remember reading about that in your autobiography that you played as a as a Russian goalkeeper. Where did the name Yak Jensen come from? Well, I needed, I needed a foreign name. And in 1981, <laughs> it seemed quite cosmopolitan. Um, we also... <laughs> You know, I did have CCCP on the longest pair of shorts. In those days, shorts were ridiculously small and I was wearing ones down to my knees. So sort of a trendsetter in some ways. So I had CCCP across both kneecaps and uh, the name Jensen spelt out one on my back, you know, and it was orange and black. And it was, uh, I don't know, it, it was good at the time. I've got to say, we weren't a good side. One season, I was top scorer from goalkeeper with seven. So... <laughs> Um, as you say, I used to get up for corners, free kicks and catch the ball from their corners, throw it out to myself and leg it up the pitch. So it was an uh, interesting Sunday morning fair, it's fair to say. Oh, Stuart, this has been so helpful. We, I mean, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, is there any chance, text through where your league position is now, take a snapshot of it and send it through to me. Yeah, and then yeah. give me monthly increments. Not that I'm that bored that I've got to follow your thing, but just <laughs> in case we bump into each other again, you know, I, I, I certainly need to see where you are and where you're progressing. If okay, you're reversing then. your car, bump into him, you mean, or just, you know, <laughs> out and about. I've just run over the guy who's bottom of the Comedians League. <laughs> Third from bottom, actually. Get your facts right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Stuart, if you do want to send on any tips, you know, if, if you know that perhaps, you know, Antonio or, or Ben Rama aren't going to play, feel free to just let me know. Say, say no more. Say no more. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Uh, thank you so much for making time for us. Really That's all right. My it. pleasure. Take really it appreciate thank it, Stuart. Stuart. Thank you so much. Legend. What a wonderful man. But he thinks I'm jinxed. That's coming from Psycho. So... If he says I'm jinxed, now I'm starting to believe it. Yeah, but he also said, 
Focus on the 10 people you're beating, not the 6.9 million people you aren't. That, I tell you what, in terms of psychology, wasn't that fascinating? And I think that's something that beyond the world of fantasy Premier League, people will identify with. That's just a mm. good life lesson. We don't often have a moral to the story in this show, apart from don't put your chocolate into wasabi juice. But <laughs> that today was just a good little pep talk, I think, for people. From a man, yeah, you... imagine what he said in England and forest changing rooms, you know? You're talking about one of the great leaders in English history. You feel better after talking to him, and there are very few people you can say that of, genuinely. He's a very good presence, isn't he? And he asked, he volunteered to stay involved. He said, send me the league, keep me updated. You know what? I think on the sly he is going to help me out. I think in a way, you know, everyone in their own way does good deeds in this world. Some people give to charity. Some people run the London Marathon. Mm. Some people just smile. And what he's done today is basically just do, that's probably... I'm sure he does a lot of other good stuff, but I think he looked kindly upon me today. I think he took me under his wing, and I think from now on on, yes. I think I'm now getting inside top-level Premier League help. Do you know where I really felt the kindness, the thing he said where I thought, oh, there's an actual bond here, yeah. when he said to you, in fairness, an idiot could have picked that front three. <laughs> That's when I thought... Oh, there's a real father-son thing <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's right. An idiot did pick that front three. Yeah. And it was me. You know, his, oh. judgment's, his judgment's sound. His judgment's exceptional. Now, getting back to the curse, um, obviously I was pleased as a rival that Cristiano Ronaldo suffered at the hands of the curse this week. Can I tell you why else I was glad? Go on. The news story, I don't know if you saw this this week uh, about Cristiano Ronaldo, he has his own face on his own shin pads. What? That, for me, is really... I don't want to say unforgivable, but hard to forgive. What? Uh, Hang on, maybe. What, what, what describe? What is it, a photo that he that he sticks on himself? Or these are specially designed posh ones? Is it there's a, there's a photo of emerged of him getting ready to come on, sliding his shin pads in, and it's sort of a sort of... Uh, it's a montage of images, and down the... Uh, left-hand side as he looks at it, camera right, is a big half image of his face um, looking intently down the lens as if he's saying to himself, don't worry, I'm going to look after your shins. You just get out there and be beautiful and talented. I've Googled them. I can see them. They look like the artwork is very side of the waltzers at a um <laughs> a, 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 a fun fair you know when they have those weird um mm. caricatures in spray paint and they're all sort of together and you're like well hang on brad pitt and the terminator and uh i don't know meryl johnny St- five johnny five i was gonna say meryl streep are all <laughs> somehow connected to the waltzers in some way. alf alf all these people are basically telling you to get on the waltzers, which I guess you want a good spread. You want a demographic spread. If it was the Terminator and the Terminator on his own going, get on the waltzers, I'd be like, I'm not getting on the waltzers. If Meryl Streep went, seriously, it's fine. I'd go, well, I trust you. So both of you are saying it and, and you, you, you've clearly got varied life experience. So I guess it's like that. That's maybe what he's thinking is, I want the spirit of the funfair in my shin pad. It always amazes me how thin professional footballer shin pads are. They look like they're made out of cereal packets. They don't look big enough or strong. The shin is the bone. I can't even bring myself to touch it now. It's too close yeah. to the front of the leg. If, if I have anything on my shin pads, it would be spikes or like Diamante or something like that, where if someone comes to my shins, they're getting scraped. I, I should have asked Psycho about this because I remember buying a, a huge pair of shin pads when I was a kid because they were sort of endorsed by Puma King Kevlar, I think they were called. That must have been misleading. And then I remember him seeing a plane on the Saturday. I thought, he's not wearing these. They never wear the ones with all the ankle support, <laughs> yeah. do they? You're like, that ankle support's made up. It's like when you buy point. a uh, when you buy a like a Stephen Hendry snooker cue from Argos for like twenty nine ninety nine, yeah. and you get there and you think, I don't think he won the world championship with this. This feels this sort of wobbles when I shake it, and the Q tip rattles every time I hit the ball. I think I've been done here. Do you know what uh, Newcastle's Matt Ritchie has on his shin pads? No, I don't. It's a picture of yeah some sausage rolls. 
See, that is cool. <laughs> a memo to blokes who decorate funfair rides worldwide. Stick food on the side. I'm far more likely to ride. If it was the Terminator Meryl Streep and the steak bake, I would never leave the area. How often are you hanging around fairgrounds that this is the big... How has this become the big narrative of the week? I'll tell you what, I'd go on a lot more waltzes if it was sausage rolls. And why is Meryl Streep kind of get me on the waltzes? The artwork on Ronaldo's shin pads, remember, reminded me of the waltzes. It took me down this thing. In fact, the last time I went on the waltzes was in Edinburgh and I made the mistake of having six fresh donuts before going on. <laughs> this was like fresh. midday. I had a gig to do. Yeah, well, you know the ones that they cook them descri- I know what you mean, freshly cooked, but fresh yeah. implies like bursting with vitamins. But the, 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 what I mean is, I hadn't gone and bought the little sad bag from the supermarket. When I, <laughs> by the time I get that. to the supermarket for donuts, they're always stale. Anyway, these were freshens, and I gobbled them down like <laughs> you know, like a hungry boy. And they were kind of on. I tell you what was odd with the packaging. They weren't in a bag. They, they were kind of on a um, a long tray. I went with our good friend Lloyd Langford, the, the exceptional Welsh comedian. I think I might have given him one. I think I had the other five or six. Then I was like, what "You're a giver." Absolutely. I was full of sugar. I was like, waltzers now. Got on the waltzers. I mean, within a minute, I knew I was in trouble. I'm on there. We were the only two people on it. And they had a lot of, of fun. Course. That guy, that guy saw me eat those donuts. I swear <laughs> to God, that's the longest I've ever been on the waltzers. I came off and the, the I was sick. I'm very sorry to say. I, I know I don't, people don't want to hear this. I was sick. But because it was basically fresh dough, it came out in just a continuous line, <laughs> of, like a tube of puke. And I was having to like, I had this before actually when I gorged on mince pies when I was 18 after a big night out. I, I ate all my mum's mince pies in a big tin, homemade, <laughs> and, then, and I put Elm Lee all over it. Exactly the same problem is, you're basically puking up cookie dough that you can't pinch off because you, you, you know, basically don't have a sphincter in your mouth. <laughs> so I was just having to like, Cut it with my teeth as I was being sick. So I was like, oh, oh. and I'm not making any noise because it's not pumping out when it's liquid. It's not the <laughs> not those ones. It was just, <laughs> it just sort of slowly. Coming. I look like Bertha, just this conveyor belt coming out my mouth. Like when they make t- sausages on the Generation game. Yes, exactly like that. It's sort of quite a phallic tube of just donut mush. I don't even know what you call it. It's just coming out of me. <laughs> obviously, this is all just happening on an empty park in Edinburgh during the day. <laughs> yeah, you could. You, we could sit and plan this podcast for a week, couldn't we? And you'd never get a line like, I mean, it's a shame you don't have a sphincter in your mouth. Well, um, I don't think it's a shame. Stuart has given you some very nice sort of emotional advice more about valuing yourself about you know being confident not a lot of specifics so shall we bring on our next guest who will i think be able to help you on quite a practical level he has been at the top of our league he's never been out of the top two since we launched the league so would you like to have a quick chat with the wonderful ian sterling ian welcome to the show what is the secret to your success and how can I get even halfway there? <laughs> um, genuinely, this year, it's a lot. The, the answer is a lot of research, a lot of hard work. <laughs> this is consuming five, six hours plus a week of my life. Uh, but you're doing really well, though. So it's it's not only justifiable, it becomes something that makes you think, hang on, I really understand football. My friend, we have our own league. Um that I play in with a bunch of guys from from uni. This is it's the George Bowl. This is the number. This is the seventh year. There's a yeah. trophy for the winner and a golden jobby for the person that comes last. <laughs> Frequently taken by uh, Dave, aka Shapes, <laughs> and uh, my friend Stu wins every single year. And I'm now that I've started to do the research, I've noticed that our teams are lining up worryingly close which i can now see the effort that he's gone into over the years it's all making a lot of sense okay so first things first where are you doing your research where can i get the sweet information that you're getting youtube there is a lot (gasps) of men on youtube who talk you through must-haves get rid ofs i'm i'm also we're not chasing results i'm looking at stats i'm looking at xg 
I'm looking at shots. Are you looking at XG, are you? I'm looking at touches inside the box. I'm looking at chances per minute created. I'm looking at defences of major chances conceded per 90 minutes. You're very lucky to be at the point of parenthood where you are at home. You can be on your phone. My daughter is now five. What, What then happens is if we do watch YouTube videos, they are relentlessly a woman called LEV who builds and unboxes Lego. That is all we watch. And she's this infuriatingly joyful um, woman who just, American, just, okay, so we're going to open it up now and there's the little dog. Oh, my God, how cute is the little dog? I would kill to be watching depressed men talk about the XG of wolves. Well, you've come to the right place because we can do that right now. Well, you, there's something about even the way you're talking, Ian, is like a sensei or a guru or a holy man. You seem to have within you <laughs> a kind of the, the gravitas that success and knowledge brings. Uh, I mean, you, you, you're a very expressive man, but, but in this court, correctly, I think you can sense that I'm kind of at your feet here. I, I'm wanting to learn from the master. So, um, You've got the YouTube thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. My group of friends who are part of the the epic George Bowl, I will name check it as much as possible because I think most of them do listen to to this podcast because they like boys. to get they like to get the inside scoop. <laughs> and um, I'm gonna get it from me. <laughs> no, they, they, they <laughs> different they, kind they, of scoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, they. What do they? We have we do have a trophy that is engraved with the winner, which has been one man's name for many years. So that's basically my goal this year is to try and to take that title. But I'm about forty points off already, so it's not looking good. And now, and I thought I might win this one. And now, Emily Dean's rocked up playing playing some massive moves. Really Are you not worried stuff. about that? Because I mean, Emily Dean's been on, which perhaps goes against it. But it was you and Russell Howard at the top, literally until Russell Howard came on the podcast and then was tainted by the curse and is now down to, I think, something like sixth. Are you you not slightly concerned that by joining us, you've done yourself a disservice? I have joined a very, for people that are like sort of big FPL fans, I have done this podcast an awful time as well. Because of injuries and stuff, I wildcarded a week before I would have liked. Oh, really? I wanted a week eight wildcard after international break. I wanted to see where everyone was at. I wanted another game. There was a few people I kept in my team like Sar because he had an easy game that I would have got rid of with a wildcard. And now I've got, I'm talking to Matt Ford and I've got a two week (laughs) break and only one substitute, one transfer, sorry. Isn't it awful looking at a two-week gap and you've got in your head right i want to get rid of him i want to get rid of him i want to swap that round i want to get rid of them get that money in the bank and then upgrade that player and you've got two weeks to stew on it with one substitution it's awful that's the one thing i found taking it because i am like like cards on the table hands up i am taking it ridiculously seriously now like i have invested so much time into it and i would have thought this two weeks would have been a time to relax but i just sort of find myself do you know how sometimes you turn your phone on and then all of a sudden you're just on instagram and you've no idea what actually mm. happened that's now basically i'm just on my the transfer section of my FBL yes just, yes i'm so up. glad you said that i've opened it today and just thought what are you doing there's no games you can't do it you're not going to make any changes before the international games why would you you're just looking at it you're just looking at it now yeah, unless I was Matt, um, this is why I'm so, in a way I'm kind of jealous of Matt, who's just willing to run around taking a minus 20 hit, just doing little subs, <laughs> transfers here and there. <laughs> You'd like, um, like Man City in the transfer market with his infinite funds. Do you have any no-goes? Um, I don't. I just see it as, it's just facts. It's all just stats on a bit of paper as far as I'm concerned. There is no, there is you know no what you remind me of? Hell. Uh, you remind me of Gordon Gecko, Michael Douglas in Wall Street, when he says, don't get emotional about the stock. You are just seeing this in terms of numbers. You're not seeing them in terms of businesses you're emotionally invested in. You've taken the right approach to play in the market. I, on the other hand, am overly emotional about the stock. I'm yeah. kind of <laughs> in love with the stock. I feel loyal to the stock. I'm jealous of the stock. I, 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 I've become kind of just wedded to the stock. And, and, and then... 
I can't see the wood for the trees, for the Notting Hill Forest. The stock you have in hates you. Oh, no. The players you take out, then, I mean, we had so many chats about Manquillo. The week mm. you took him out, he scored. I mean, it's well, it's remarkable, this guy. And curse. he's got a little run, Manquillo, as well. He's had a couple of assists of late as well. But then again, you can't get annoyed about that because how many returns is Manquillo going to get a, a year, three mm. or four? He's done it. He's, he's, he's maxed out now. I, I can understand the thinking behind the curse. And the, I tell you what, we are in prime position to see where the curse is because I have played my wild card. I have handpicked my team precisely for this week eight after the international break. So I should be having an absolute banging week, week eight. And if I don't, there is literally only one reason for that and one reason alone. And that reason is Matt Ford. Well, in your other league, then in in the in the George Bowl, yeah, do you guys do forfeits? Because I, I'm actually starting to wonder if the forfeits are, have become kind of self fulfilling, and that I've just kind of accepted my role in life as some sort of forfeit dog, just to be kind of whipped <laughs> or some donkey. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's just what I do now. I, I stand here in chains, and and children sort of just leap around on me, spill ice cream on me head. You know, I, I feel like. Something about the framing of the forfeit has seeped into my consciousness. Do you think forfeits work? And do you do them yourself? I think there is a mental attitude about it because my friend Dave, who is the manager of Earth, Wind and Dyer, he, Lovely. he is frequently the recipient of the golden jobby, as we call <laughs> it for finishing bottom of the league. And it is getting to the stage where if he gets the golden jobby any more times, we're going to have to up the ante somewhat because the shame associated with it doesn't seem to whip him into shape in any any shape or form just an ungolden jobby he's just a, he's just a, he's just it's become a sort of like stalwart in his house <laughs> i think he'd be lost without it but does it's the golden jobby you get an award made of a golden turd how do you get that made you get a, you buy a joke turd from a shop and you buy some gold um spray paint <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you get funny looks in Asda, but it gets the job done. <laughs> <laughs> especially if you're buying, especially if you're buying formula for an infant at the same time. People really, <laughs> people really are quite dodgy in the local Asda. But would you make people eat bad food, spicy things, things that you might think would make them sick? Would you make them humiliate themselves and dress up as things and parade around? Or do you think that has no place in FPL? I think we don't, but we aren't um, uh, creating content through a popular <laughs> podcasting format. That's We've just got a point. WhatsApp group that helps us stay in touch with one another, and it's quite a nice way to chat to your friends. But I tell you what, I am tempted to to make Dave take on a better forfeit if he loses again because it is getting ridiculous. So maybe I can get back to you guys at the end of uh, end of the season if Dave loses and we can maybe get him. Is through. Dave bottom now? Dave's bottom now. Yes, I get it's it's unbelievable that he's and managed is he, it. Is he worse than me, do you think? What what points are you on? Hold on. Yeah, see this could this might just be I mean, You're on two hundred and sixty three. Right. I tell you what, Dave's on three nine three. Jesus Christ. How is the bottom of your league on three nine three? So he'd we be all, he'd be tenth in our league. I t- we all take it fairly se- we all take it fairly serious. I'm third in my league at the minute. And only just. My God. He's on what? Three hundred and what? Three hundred and ninety three and he's bottom. And you're you know on two hundred and sixty three. That's like having a fiver and trying to imagine what a billion quid looks like. I'll tell you who's rescued him in the last few weeks, Manquilo. Oh, don't <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, forfeits aside, you are um, best placed, I think. The only person who's actually won their prize for beating me and Fordy the week they come on is Emily Dean. She won a signed Neil Warnock book. Nice. Um, you are, as, as it stands second, so you have the best chance. Uh, it'll be two weeks' time now. If you beat us both in the league, we've been talking about the news that Cristiano Ronaldo this week has his own face on his shin pads. Amazing. So would you prefer a pair of custom-made shin pads with Ian Sterling's face on or a custom-made pair of shin pads with golden jobbies on? You can choose. It's got to be golden jobbies. And also, those shin pads have got to go to the, the, the loser of my league and I think 
they have to wear full kit with the golden jobby chin pads in on the last day of the season. Sorted. We will do that for you because, as you've said, you've got a big week eight coming. So um, do you know what's annoying me looking at your team, Jimenez? Because I brought him in. I gave him one week. He didn't score. I got rid. That's what I'm saying. You don't chase the results. You chase the stats. You look at the fixtures. He's got a great run of, well, the next three, I think. Can't remember off the top of my head. He's got. He's definitely got a next. There, I think he's got the next. He's got three away games in the next four, if I remember correctly. But they are quite good games, and then it sort of gets a bit messy going forward. But yeah, there's. You, you I'd love messy going forward. <laughs> <laughs> if you brought him on, he'd probably get put into jail for tax fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you probably end One. up in a country that has the death penalty. I mean, I shouldn't mention people because they'll end up not saying, you know, it just gets terrible. One of the games you're talking about in which you suspect Jimenez will do well is away at Ellen Road. So can I just yeah. say, as someone who is now, I think, seven or eight points behind you in the league, I hope that that does not happen. Sentences like "you don't chase results, you follow the stats" tells me you you are going to be a wonderful father. Um, that's the sort of parenting I want to hear. I hope I hope you raise your child to that ethos. I wish good luck to Dave. I hope Dave is also in another league where he's top because three nine three is a decent score. Yeah, he's a, look, he's he's a, he's a, he's in the big boy leagues and he needs to up his game a little bit. And I'm sure um, everyone in my WhatsApp group will be sending him this to uh, give him the much-needed kick up the proverbial butt that he needs because it's just getting it's ridiculous now and i think he's sort of he's sort of basking in it and it can't it can't go on and that's maybe why we need these forfeits i feel like matt is starting to turn things around slowly but surely yes. and that the first week that matt gets what his triumphant win is going to be so sweet thank you i feel like you're on my side a bit here ian I am, man. I, I, really, yes. I really, I really love it. I'm trying to, I'm going to, I've just, my phone was dead, but it's just charged. I was going to look, I want to look at your team. Yeah, I mean, any... Yeah. Don't, you'll go blind. <laughs> the curse is too strong. Oh my God. What's he going to do while looking at it? Oh my God. It's not, it's not too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad at all. You've already used your wild card though, haven't you? Mm-hmm. What week did you use that? I think two or three. Week two, <laughs> I think. Oh Ian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me, boys. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the podcast, so keep up the good work. Cheers, mate. It'd be good to get you back on and, and just pick your brains and maybe get some expertise later in the season. I'll send you a link to some, um, some uh, not my words, John Richardson's, Lonely Men. If you talk <laughs> <about> <laughs> Cheers, Ian. Thank you, mate. So that, that's it for our guests. Thank you to Ian and thank you to Stuart. Now, are you concerned that the curse, which is now real, let's be honest, is going to affect your live work? How do you mean? Well, you know, do you think there'll be people who would think, oh, I was going to go and see Matt Ford, but I don't want to get, you know, rickets or come out and, you know, <laughs> the, my roof's blown off my house. No, people still want to come and see me live. Um well, in fact, they can come and see me live. I've got a new residency in the West End. What will amaze some of you is that as well as being appalling at FPL and basically thick, I also host a show where I interview politicians. I mean, it, these two projects could not be further apart. But every fortnight in the West End, I have a show called The Political Party where I do stand up about the month in politics. I almost feel like I'm trying to convince people. I can feel them going, what, this dolt? The you idiot sound like you're trying podcast. to convince yourself. I know, but as what, it, it, you know, uh, maybe I'm stupid at politics as well. But anyway, I do a podcast about it and I record them live in the West End. So uh, on Monday, the 11th of October, I'm joined by Penny Morden, who was the first female Secretary of State for Defence. It feels so odd to talk about it here. Worse for her to find out she's not going to be in the job for more than a week. <laughs> she, uh, she, she, she wants to have a word with you about your defence, mate. Lovely. Huh? Lovely, lovely work. Maybe I'll ask her about FPL. If I get government help, then she's now trade minister, so um, I might ask her. Oh, well, there you go. You can do some transfer chat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then um, Jeremy Hunt, the former Secretary of State for Health. Anthony Scaramucci is coming over from New York to do it. Um, You can get tickets for all those dates at mattford.com slash live. It almost feels like I'm pranking you by telling you this, but it is real. 
that is one of my jobs. I genuinely yeah, do it. Yeah, it's a trick. It's like a Darren Brown thing. People are going to turn up and it's all going to be a trick. Well, the trick is it's a great night out. And and <laughs> lovely, might I say, very nice, excellent value for money. Now, last week, Matthew, you you proved yourself to be quite the uh, dream weaver, the understander of the subconscious. Yeah, I don't, question. I, I don't claim to be a, a huge expert in this field, but I think I have a good kind of layman's instinct. I think I've probably got an above average ability to interpret dreams. I had one this week, Matthew. Yeah. We had some kids over. It was like a party or something, and I was getting antsy about the mess. And Lucy said to me, you've got to chill out about these things. And she opened a two-litre Tetra pack of orange juice and poured it all over the sofa while laughing. And I woke up screaming. What do you think of that? Well, firstly, I know you to be a very tidy man. And Mm -hmm. that obviously is a a deeply held um, position of yours. Um, You like things tidy. You don't like mess. You don't like, I imagine, being defied in your own home. And that plays to both those anxieties. Um, You're probably going through quite a stressful period. It feels like an anxiety dream. Certainly the sense that you're being mocked or that you're being undermined is classic. Mm. if If you're going through a very busy period and you feel like perhaps you're not in control, that you feel you're being buffeted by events and perhaps you don't feel like in some ways you're being taken seriously or or at face value, that feels like one of those dreams. I think from recent gigs I'm being taken too seriously. I think I think there are audiences who see me as less of a comedian, more a literal sayer of things. Well, but... in the dream, she laughed at you. So there you go. Oh, in a true. weird way, you got what you wanted, just not in the way you wanted. And in a way, isn't that the perverse thing about life, folks? Send us in your dreams for the Snenton Soothsayer. Uh, you can also send in jingles. If you want to, if you're the kind of person who has that skill and you send us in a good jingle, we will use it for the Curse of Matt Ford, for the Bench Boost, for Hit the Post. If we use your uh, jingle, we'll send you some specially commissioned CPFPL merch. And we'd also like you to get our show into some Premier League grounds. I want to be watching a game at the weekend and see someone holding up a sign saying, the curse of Matt Ford or any of the other things you've heard, hashtag pint with a duck. So if we can spot a customized sign or banner related to the podcast in a newspaper or on the coverage, we will also send you some merch and the antidote to the Matt Ford curse. Email us at hello at cpfpl.com. It could be something like Dark Wizard. It could be Tetra Pack. <laughs> it could be <laughs> I'm laughing at you in your dreams, whatever it is. And show us proof that you took it to the game as well because the the media might not pick up on it but if you take a selfie of it with you at the match or recording of you shouting something like download comedians playing fantasy premier league available on all platforms um i guess (laughs) a shit thing to shout well it'd get the message across wouldn't it what else should they shout then a little too on the nose isn't it download comedians playing fpl available on all formats i mean even i wouldn't shout that what would you shout then I'd shout, I'd shout to referee, you've been having too many pints with a duck, mate. <laughs> um, so, in our listener league, we should say, top of the league now, um, Dangly Balls FC, Daniel Gleeson with 520 points. Wowee. Um, at number two, Baked Baines, Jack Clark, 520, so he's joint top. Do you do a Bane impression? You breastfeed like a younger man. <laughs> I think that's a little more like Yoda, and I don't want to get into that because it's hack as hell. And number three, Crazy Diamonds by Louise McMahon. I'm reading this now like it's the charts. With 78 points this week, a non-mover at five. Filled up Wickham. Filled up Wickham. Are we missing? Oh, God, that's terrible. What is it? We are. Filth. Filled up with cum. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Luke Champion, you dirty boy, getting us to read that out on a podcast. Well, in fairness, you get in the top five. You know, it's sort of like Anchorman. You five get in the top five, we'll read your team name out. Luke Champion, well done on your team selection. Just steady on with the old name <laughs> business. Now, John, last week we ended the show by giving mm-hmm. a shout out to a specific person remember it's like a person doing something i think you chose someone on the toilet on the toilet yeah if you're listening on the toilet hello to you i said demi quinn got in touch and said delighted to be the week's special listener having just finished bench <laughs> <laughs> boost Oh, thanks, Demi. Um, Who do we give a shout out to this week? Well, given that last week a lot of people sent photos to the show email of them listening to the show whilst having a shit, I would avoid anything toilet-based. So who would you like to give a shout out to this week, Matthew? 
You know what? I wanted to pick up on something earlier. was when we were talking about scoops. And it made me think about um, the mashed potato scoops <laughs> that dinner service staff used to use at school. Mm-hmm. Well, basically ice cream the ice scoop. cream scoop. Yeah. yeah. Why was that ever deployed in the mashed potato um, tubs? You know, they all about those... regulated portions, isn't it? You've all got the same. Yeah, but what you end up with then is at the end is surplus of dry mash. You think we all could have had a bit extra for our one pound twenty-five? Oh, I didn't want. It was horrible. I mean, the fact that you could scoop it into an ice cream scoop—you should be able to put mash, mash through a piping bag. That's the consistency you want. Soft. You don't want it that you can carve it into a perfect semicircle. <laughs> Disgusting school school dinner mashed potato. What I was going to say was, this show is for anyone who liked. Oh no, you have to be doing it now, don't they? It's got to be now. It's got to be now. Anyone who's eating mashed potato. Now, I think actually that's quite a select. I think you're more likely to listen to this podcast on the toilet than you are to be listening to it while eating mashed potato. It's called pom puree now, isn't it? Well, if you're what I'm talking if you're, about if you're eating your pom puree, then whatever you call it, you don't want to get it mixed up with potpourri. They sound quite similar. Oh, if you're eating potpourri, then a very special hello to you and do seek help. But you know what? I tell you this: I'd rather my house smell of mashed potato than smell of potpourri. I never got on with the smell of potpourri. In fact, I loathe the smell of it. it. Used to make my face itch. Mashed potato, on the other hand, stop eating it. Got to be up there with bread as one of the best. You know, if I was to flog a property, I would. <laughs> Pump it full of the stench of mash because I just think it, it says to me far more warm, homely feelings than, than bread. So I think mm. anyone eating mashed potato right now, and I think I'd be amazed if there's one of you, you know. Backup suggestion if you're eating warm bread. Even sadder that when you do decide to sell your flat, potential purchasers will walk in and say, oh, has he got one of those candles that's a smell of wasabi, dark chocolate and human shit? <laughs> Uh, That's all we've got time for this week. There are no Premier League fixtures next week, but we will still be back with another edition of the podcast. Fear not. And we will be joined by comedian Alexandra Haddo and Leeds United and England legend Patrick Bamford. It's absolutely incredible. Stuart Pearce this week, Patrick Bamford next week. I cannot wait. Remember to keep sending us any peculiar football stories you want us to discuss, forfeit or prize suggestions, or any questions for John, for me, or for our guests. Tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. Bye. Bye.